Welcome to another episode of What Will Fergie Do Podcast. I am Olu Jimmy, and I'm joined by my co-host, Mr. Francis, a.k.a. Shuffling Papers. And this is <laughs> El Maestro, a.k.a. Dr. Raman. <laughs> what, cha- what chapter are we in on the book right now? <laughs> Anyways, um, how's everyone doing? How was everyone's weekend? Premiership is back, football is back, or like they call it in this end, soccer is back. Um, Francis, how was your weekend? Did you get up to anything interesting? It was decent, man. I just played soccer. Um, nothing, nothing really exciting to be honest with you. The weather outside you is out. not the best, but uh, yeah, I was like, you were out there in this smoke. Yeah, I had to. I, I have a ton, tournament on going now, so. Oh wow! Fair enough. So, are we, are we like uh, in the semis or in the quarters or where are we? Uh, quarterfinal action. Maybe somebody might might lift the trophy this season. Larry, <laughs> 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 how was your weekend? <laughs> my my weekend was blessed, man. You know, my weekend was blessed. Um, soccer back, you know, being able to watch watch the games, especially with no UFC and with no pretty much anything last weekend so that was good and just you know getting out there a little bit i can't complain yeah i know yeah my weekend was nice to chill um uh, i think I, I went to see like an exhibition like on saturday the the van gogh is it van gogh van gogh i can't even remember but anyways i went to see that but um also like you said soccer is back i didn't think i was going to enjoy waking up at 5 30 in the morning but i actually i thoroughly enjoyed it well, other than that, I spent the rest of my weekend indoors because the smoke, I wasn't just about to be out there in the smoke, man. Um, anyways, now that we got that out of the way, let's get into the, the thicker things. And this week's episode, we are, on today's episode, not this week, because we have another one on Friday. We are going to talk about Varane. We finally unveiled Varane. I guess Francis was right. <laughs> uh, I was right we about what? Because you I, were... Yeah, about Varane, right? Remember you were like, oh, he's already signed. Don't worry. Oh, 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 oh. yeah. <laughs> Shout out to Fabrizio. <laughs> Fabrizio. <laughs> no, no dog on castles. <laughs> <laughs> tier one, tier one, tier one. <laughs> and um, there was a game on Saturday, like like I touched on, uh, 5.30, um, My United versus Leeds. We were at home. The game ended 5-1, um, and then we'll pick whoever our man of the match was, and we'll round up this episode with our biggest takeaway from the weekend. It doesn't have to be Man United. It doesn't have to be um, the Leeds game. It, it can be whatever you notice throughout the, the first week of the Premier, uh, Premier League being back. Anyways, let's start. Varane, um, finally on, um, reviewed at the stadium. Um, that jersey seemed like it was for a toddler. I think it's just... <laughs> <laughs> that jersey didn't seem big enough, but his final year, um, he got what number was it? Number nineteen, he got or number eleven. I can't remember. It was some weird number. I, I know, Lionel, you talked seven. about the number. Yeah, I think it was Francis. Do you remember? It was I think it was nineteen or seventeen? One of them. Yeah, it was nineteen. They took. I think they they took Ahmad's number. 
Ahmad is now 16, so they gave it to this yeah. guy. So yeah. a few drones. And apparently, so um, they tried to get the number four off Phil Jones, from what I read. And Phil Jones <laughs> declined, politely declined the request to relinquish the number four jersey. If Phil Jones had any fucking common sense, he would relinquish the jersey while he does the right thing and he keeps himself... Uh, in fact, we need to talk to this... Whoever is taking the pictures for Manchester United social media platforms, they need to not include Phil Jones in any of those pictures. Like, why are we including him? Is he still a United player? I thought only no, said he to take care of him while he comes back from his injury so that he can go to Greenock Pastures and be great somewhere else. So why the fuck is this guy still holding on to the number four jersey? And why are they even asking him if he wants to relinquish the jersey? You know? Uh, anyway, that's a different topic for a different day. <laughs> Honestly, I'm not mad at Phil, though. Like, yo, if you're going to flex and they're going to let you flex, yo, flex, my G. <laughs> what, kind of flex is, what kind of flex is that, I guess? It's like, first of all, let me see. Like, I read this report. I'm not 100% like sure. The person that said it was uh, Samuel Lockhurst, who is like reasonably reliable as far as United content is concerned. Uh, but yeah, at this point, Phil Jones, we've kind of done you. were like, w- does anybody remember the last time Phil Jones played a game for us? I'm, I'm actually being honest. I'm not trying to like just this. Like, does anybody actually remember? Was it pre-pandemic? Was it pre-COVID? Yeah, it was definitely pre-COVID because I remember I think he played one game and then we heard he was injured after that. I can't remember the exact game. Yeah, but I remember him. Yeah, like, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, I think yeah. I, I, I. Yeah, he I played the that. one game and then the next thing we heard that he was injured again. Yeah. <laughs> so I just wonder, like, at at what point do you do you like? You haven't played for this club in like two years. What is what? What is? Why are you holding on to the jersey? You're not playing for us anymore. So anyway, that's the difference. Yeah, I, I, I say when I say flex, I mean like like what what else is going to hold on to? Like he hasn't played like we talked about. He hasn't played in a long time. It's like if they take number four away jersey from me, like what else do I have? Besides but he paid, doesn't have anything to do. I guess is what I'm trying to say. Like he doesn't actually. See, okay, maybe Ole is telling him that he's still part of his plans. That is not the kind. That's not the word that like when when Ole was talking. That wasn't you know what we kind of got from what he was saying. He was he was saying more along the lines of we're going to take care of Phil. We're going to make sure that he recovers. He gets back to fitness. You know he has one year left on his contract. That's the other thing too. It's like you know why are you holding on if if at the end of this year just going to be a free agent. So. Anyway, I, I I honestly hope we don't renew his contract because that just sounds like a United thing to do. <laughs> yeah, but anyways, I think we spend enough time off you, Jones. Um, to more greener pastures. Um, the game on Saturday, um, United five, um, Leeds one. What a what a great goal by Alien, but. That's the that's the most things I'll say. That's the best thing I'll say about Leeds' Le- Le- performance that weekend. But sorry, before we jump into that, um, it, do you think the unveiling of Varane is probably the best unveiling you've seen in EPS? I think so too. Like it, it reminds me of like old school unveiling, like without like the music, without the like. You got what I'm trying to say old fashioned. You come to the stadium, 
you put your jersey up, the fans, you know, applaud you, and then you go go, go back inside. You get yeah, what I'm trying to say? Yeah, it felt like that kind like, of old school vi- vibe. Like, and I kind I, of missed I, it. I think the, the best part for it, the ultimate, was the fans did not even expect. Nobody knew that that was going to happen. Like the yeah. guy who was announcing the stadium was just talking something random. And the next thing he started talking about the Champions League winner, just won the World Cup, won the da da da. And it just felt like an entrance to like a, a WWE fight or something. And it he felt just like that, it. yeah. Like... The guy walked in in his dapper suit and, you know, the jersey. <laughs> Number 19 looks pretty weird worked... for, for a defender, though, but. Um, to be honest, even the you, way he worked into, like he worked in with so much confidence, like he's like, "Yo, where's that jersey?" I thought the interesting part too. Oh, you go. I I I thought social should have had a little bit of more balls and you know ripping off that number four jersey from from Phil Jones, like not even asking him for it, like telling him straight up, "You're not in my plans." I'm getting this thing from you, whatnot. Like I can understand, like a a Cavani and Sancho situation, because everyone knows is that that Sancho wants number seven, but because Cavani is still is still playing like mm-hmm. regularly, you don't want to rip that off him, and then it just causes a little bit of rift. But Phil Jones is not even in your plans. Like there are probably three centre backs that will play before him. You know, and we'll even probably even bring back Twanzibe on loan before Phil Jones even starts. Yeah. So I I don't know. I thought I thought I thought Soja Soja could have had more more balls there. But you remember when Mourinho took the number nine jersey from Marshall? Yeah, that's what I was gonna I was gonna bring that up. Was it the number nine? I think it was number nine, right? Yeah, it was number nine. It was number nine because (laughs) he was playing as a number seven the season before. He changed his logo. Marshall, remember. It was because was we signed Yeah, he was number nine, and then we signed Latan. Yeah, but and it was number nine. Switched to, it switched to 11. And then yeah, from 11, it switched back to nine. Yeah. Wasn't he number nine for one season? Yeah, for one season. Was it one? I think no, it was, was something always, else He was number always nine. number nine. It was always number nine when we bought him. No, when we bought him, it was number nine. Oh, okay. Because I remember, like, he changed his logo, and it was right after he changed his logo to something... M- is it M9? <laughs> I remember he changed his logo, which is one of the things that I was painful because as soon as he changed his logo to M9, that's when we bought Ibrahimovic. <laughs> no, no, he was, he, was always, he was always number nine. But I think we bought Ibrahimovic, like, what? A, a season after Marshall came? Or two seasons after Marshall Maybe came? Maybe two seasons. Yeah, and in the first season, Marshall was really... Nobody like he was just a young kid. Everyone really liked. Second season, pretty much the same. So I thought maybe in the third season, he himself and his team, they thought, you know, I'm getting bigger. My brand is probably yeah. getting bigger. Let's let's yeah. see how far we can push this AM9. Then lo and behold, <laughs> uh, the, big, the big show, the big show came up. Mm-hmm. I, I feel I feel bad for him though because I don't think he's besides I don't think he's been the same ever since. <laughs> Marshall has many problems. Let's let's not let's not get into those. I'm not a big fan of taking people's numbers when they are still at the club. But like if Phil Jones won, like it's evident that you're Phil not Jones is to not at the club anymore for all intents and purposes. Like like I said, I really mean what I said. Like I, I don't I don't hate Phil Jones. I've defended Phil Jones on this pod as far as like being a legend, 
been at United for the long uh, the amount of time he's been at United without not played. Yeah, like, yeah, I was he's a legend. like I'm not, I'm not, he's not like a legend, like he's like Nicky Bot. Nicky Bot wasn't like a starter all the time. But the thing with Phil Jones is you remember we had this conversation about at his peak during those Ferguson years, you could tell him to play mid, defensive mid, he could shadow somebody, you could tell him to play center back. Some of those things we forget now because so much time has passed, right? But Phil Jones was part of a very successful United team or at least United era, right? So when I say legend, that's where I'm, I'm looking at it from that perspective. But at the same time, it's just like, it's been over two years. If you're not playing, you're still earning money at the club. And that's fair because that's the contract you sign. But I don't, under, I don't really understand why they should even be asking him about that number four jersey. And if they ask you, why is this something that you are reluctant to give up? Again, these are alleged reports, right? Uh, you, you'll never know for sure. I guess it's one more year, he'll get off the books, and then Varane can take the number. But it's just, you know, it's, I think it's a bit weird. I have a feeling Phil Jones and Varane are the same age as well, yeah? I don't think Phil Jones is up to 30 years. So maybe that's part of it. Maybe he's still thinking he can get into his prime and he's just like <laughs> a few games away from match, what, whatever. Phil Jones, is, Phil Jones is older than Varane. Are you sure? Yeah, Phil Jones I think it's 29. Yeah, because I remember, again, they bought them the same summer and they were both 18 or... Phil Jones was 18 when we bought him. So I imagine Varane was like 18 or 17 as well around the same time. But the part that I liked the most about the unveiling was actually the Ferdinand part. Where and that part was initially when I watched it, I thought, Oh, Ferdinand was just kind of on the sidelines doing this thing, and he just saw him and decided to go there. But I heard Ferdinand talk about it today, and he said that normally, after a while, they will actually come and tell them to get off the field as the players are coming out. And that as he was trying to walk away, the United PR guy came to him and said, No, 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 stay. When Varan comes, he's going to come and say, What's up to you? And I guess it was supposed to be some type of like passing of the torch because Varan <laughs> is, you know, the most similar thing to Rio that we've seen, you know, except you listen to that fucking idiot in Bayern Munich or Pavard. Other than that, like, <laughs> just like the United fan, Varan is probably the closest thing that we've seen to Rio, you know? Uh, but... <laughs> I'm, I'm really interested in seeing how, how. Ole is going to handle this switch from Varane to from Lindelof to Varane. Is it just going to be the next game Varane goes in, or he would sub him in into a game and then from there use him in? I'm just trying to see how that's going to happen. I want to know if Ole has balls. It's a tough one because Lindelof, I thought, played excellent in, in one of his I best know games. I know to, to the Leeds game, um, but I, you know, I guess we'll, we'll talk about the Leeds game as well. I think our next game is against Southampton away, right? I feel like yeah. that's a much different challenge than Leeds at home. And so I think we, we might end up seeing Varane in that game. Um, but we'll see. I agree with you, Francis. It's it's very hard to drop Lindelof off, off of that performance that he, he had on Saturday. Yeah. Yeah. Let's see. Um, I mean, I'm all for Varane starting. Um, 
there's no no sentiment here where, where we mean business, right? But yeah, yeah if we were to segue into that Leeds game, I thought Lindelof was brilliant. Um, I, I thought he had a better game than Maguire. But to be fair, defensively, I don't think we were even like put under pressure in a way. I think the reason why I picked Lindelof over Maguire in that game was because Lindelof pro, like contributed to like the attacking side of things. He was yeah. the one who was bringing the ball out, you know, picking forward passes and whatnot. Um, but defensively, I don't. I mean, I don't think Lindelof or Maguire had much to do. No, I definitely agree with that. Um, I think Lindelof also had like an assist to to Bruno for Bruno's was that his third goal. Oh man, I lost yeah. count at some point. I don't know. Yeah, no, that was. I was trying to think if it was his third goal. Yeah, that, yeah. yeah, he gave an assist to Bruno for his third goal. Yeah. Yeah, like you said, like I to be fair to Leeds, they were playing without their maybe like most influential midfield player, which is uh is it Calvin Phillips? Yeah. Mm-hmm. But other than that, this I wasn't too surprised because last season we put six past um, Leeds. There's something about the way Leeds that just leads to us like scoring goals against them, right? I don't know. They're they're all out um, attack and they are very vulnerable when it comes to, to counter. I think we all touched on that, like um before, um, in the preview in the last pod, I think one of the surprising part was that I didn't think we we're going to be as fluid as we were, even with knowing that that Leeds was going to to give us chances, right? Um, with Pogba, um, who I guess when we can, we'll talk about it when we talk about our man in the match. Um, Pogba, it was the full Pogba experience for me. Like you had that chance where um, Greenwood, aka Show Boy, gave it gave it to him, and then. I was like, I was already getting off my 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 couch. I was like, oh, that's a goal already. But in 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 the Pogba fashion, he made that that um chance harder than it should be, right? I think he did like a leg over before he used his left. Yeah. Leg, right? When I watched yeah. it again, I so I agree with you. I don't think he should miss that chance. But that leg over to create the, the space. Keeper. Oh, that, <laughs> that, le- that leg over. Like, threw that keeper away. Like the keeper was yeah. he did the leg over. The keeper stayed falling to the ground. The only thing is that he did not finish it. But that leg over was actually genius. Like, initially, in real time, when I watched it, I was just mad. Like, But then when I watched it later on and I saw the highlights, and they showed, like, when he gets the ball, and you can see that the the keeper is kind of closing down the space, like the option. So when he does the leg over, he he actually allows the ball to fall to to his uh, left leg so that he can finesse it, or, you know, like it was FIFA, finesse it. To score, and I, I just think he he didn't he didn't like curve it enough, or he didn't shoot it well enough. But the move itself, oh, incredible! Like I thought, oh, genius! Like that's a real finisher's move. It was just the finish wasn't there. I think someone else tried that move in another game we we're watching this weekend. I can't remember. Francis mentioned yeah, Benguin tried that move too. Yeah, but Benguin. <laughs> no, but he, he didn't. He didn't do the step over though. But it was pretty much the same, the same yeah. concept. They passed it, and he he's a, he's right footed. He allowed the ball roll to his left, and he tried to place it to the corner. And pretty much the same thing happened. He just hit the side post. Yeah, but, but speaking of Pogba, like I, I think that was the since after that, and I think he played like a flawless game for me. Um, that touch to Bruno for that first goal. Oof. Like I've watched that, I've watched that for the first time in a while. I went to watch match of the day just so I can see those highlights because some of those passes were superb. And and then Bruno with that finishing, 
I don't even know. <laughs> Bruno was just in form. And then as soon as, and also I think the two best passes was the one to Bruno and then the one to Greenwood down the left flank, right? Where I think it was just a little bit like before the halfway, uh, half line. And then he just passed that ball to Greenwood. And as soon as Greenwood was one-on-one with the goalie, like, like we've talked about, Greenwood is our best finisher. Like I had, I had, I knew he was going to finish that ball. And he, he, he hit that ball so dead. Like he was, I don't know. I was just happy when I was watching the game. What I noticed about that goal was, if you look at if you look at the highlight again, Pogba did yeah. a no look pass to give Greenwood that ball. Was that a low look pass? I didn't even know. It was, know, I didn't even it see was that a part. no look pass. Like he did. Yeah, Pogba put, was having fun. Wait, are you pace. talking about the first goal, like the, the one second, the Greenwood goal, the, the Greenwood, Greenwood goal, goal, the second goal? Because that was like a couple he of minutes after the the alien, like how like the shot from alien. Yeah, because alien tied two, the game minutes, up two minutes after. Yeah, Pogba did his right face away. like he was about to pass towards the other guy on his right hand side, and then he just played the ball across. And he, he, like the way he played that ball, I've I've seen him play that ball for um, Mbappe in like for a French game in the past, and it's so precise that the ball is passing in front of the defender, but the defender cannot touch it because yeah. it, it seems so close to him, but it's very far. It's all and like, then the ball just goes in front of the attacker, like in stride, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that Mario, that pass. I was laughing or something. No, 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 no. That the weight on that pass was like I agree with Francis. The weight on that pass is just, you know, when it's just right, not like too, not a little too much, a little, just right. And even when Mason got the ball, he still had a lot of work to do. Like, I know Mason is fast. But he looked, I don't know if it was me, he looked like he was a little bit faster in that moment. Is, uh, is, is Mason was, fast? I think he's fast. I don't, I don't think, think he's fast. fast. I think he's just quick. I think he's quick. There are two I, different I, I, things. I, I, yeah, I think he has, he has, when he's with the ball, you know, there are some people that are fast when they're with the ball. And there are some people that are just, that can actually run. Mason, so I don't think he's fast. Of someone that like can Rashford, run. Like Rashford can run. Yeah, like Rashford can run. Yeah, but when he's with the ball, you can barely catch him. De Bruyne I can't. Think... De Bruyne is not quick, but when De Bruyne has the ball, you can barely you catch can't. him. Yeah, yeah. But that's you the know, way. That's, I, a... that's what I'm talking about with Greenwood. Is like that ball when they gave him the ball, right? He was mm-hmm. like so. By the time the ball gets to him, or by the time the ball is being played, he and the defender actually are about the same level. Mm-hmm. And yeah. By the time he gets the ball. He's just a little bit ahead of defender. It's it's like controlling the ball and running in one one pace that lets the defender catch up a little bit. But you notice the defender never caught up enough to where you thought Mason is not going to get the shot off, yeah, right? Because it, the angle was weird. Yeah, yeah. But if you if you if you watch the the replay again in slow mo, Mason mm-hmm. played that thing in a very smart way. So Pogba gave him the ball. Mason, his right-footed, left-footed, whichever one it is. Yeah. But the first thing he did was he pushed the ball with his left leg so he could go in front of Aileen. In front of the yeah. defender. And then Aileen that's, that's could, what I'm saying. could not touch him anymore. And then yeah. once he was comfortable in front of him, he pushed it a little bit back to that side with his right leg so he can shoot with his left. And then as soon as he was pushing it with his right leg, he looked up to see where the goalie was, put his, his head the back down, and then bended oh man it was it was crazy he bent his foot in a way that the ball was always going to be on the ground like i do i watched this in like i watched it so many times i'm like man that's some crazy ass finish 
and it reminded me of Van Persie in a way. Even, even which goal was it? Was it a goal? There was, was it the Bruno, the first Bruno goal? There was, there was the, there was a sequence where I think Pogba passes the ball to Greenwood, and he is like in midfield. He does his skill, almost. He does his skill, beats the defender. Oh no, you know what? I think that's the one he passes to Pogba and then Pogba. Pogba. Yeah, yeah, he knocks yeah, knock yeah. Megs. He knocks Megs. I can't remember who the, the midfield, but he knocks Megs in, and then it, that move was so quick. So, <laughs> that, like so quick. Oh no, really good. I, I noticed something. Like uh, Greenwood is uh, is skillful. Like you you can actually you is is hard for you to get the ball off Greenwood. And I was actually going to say that, like, yeah, I, I never yeah. noticed he was skillful before. I don't know, maybe it's just this game. But, like, there were some, a couple of skills he did in this game that I was like, okay. Yeah. Like, like maybe he, I have to watch for that. Maybe he won't do, like, a leg over or whatnot. But they, he knows how to guide the ball. And you can't collect it from him. Yeah. You know, and, and it's, it's actually very surprising. I saw a few, a few bits of it yesterday in the game. Like, he barely loses the ball. If not, he'll come back and pass. But... Nah, Greenwood, to be honest with you, if, if everyone is on form, I, I'm, I'm beginning to think I would play Rashford, Greenwood, and Sancho. Let all three of them just rotate. Then where will Pogba play? Oh, Pogba will play in the midfield now with uh, with someone else. Some We need to get a DM, but that's a conversation. Yeah, that's yeah. yeah. I, think, I, don't, I, don't, for I don't know. If, I don't know. I think... I think Pogba is going to end up playing almost as a 10. And it would depend on the match whether he will have more freedom or not. I thought uh, Fred and McTominay, and bear in mind, Leeds is almost the perfect opponent for the style of play that we wanted. Because they're a team, we're playing at home, it's our first game, it's a rivalry, it's a team that will press you and will try to also win the ball back and attack you as well. So they will commit players. It's not like the low block that we've seen a lot at home over the past seasons, right? And so I thought it played well, but I thought Fred and Scott were really, really good. Just as far as winning the ball back, pressing leads, getting like making sure that they didn't have speed. And it's funny, like when you look at that performance, they didn't really play just as two holding midfielders that sat back and didn't want to do anything. The other thing I noticed too was, if you looked at where Pogba's positioning was, he, last season when he would play on the wing, he would actually stay by the wing. This time, yeah. he almost would come central like to like number 10, almost yeah. like you were playing with two number 10s, and he would kind of leave the wing a little bit, you know, and play more centrally, especially in the second half. If you think about where a lot of those chances came, like Bruno's first goal, the first goal we scored, where Pogba gets the, the ball and he does like a no-look pass to Bruno in between like two defenders. And again, yeah. the pass that was mad, right? But if you just think of where Pogba is on the pitch when he gives that pass, it's almost like a number 10, right? I, I, and then you, yeah. Sorry, go ahead. Sorry, go ahead. No, I was just going to say like same thing. If you think of the second, the the pass to uh, Motocall as well, to Greenwood, you yes. can see that he's kind of in midfield, but he's not on the wing. He's just, he's like closer to the wing, but still in mid, right? So I think what what might happen is if we know we're going to play a team that has a low block, then I, I think we sacrifice one of Scott McTominay and Fred. And we, 
let's see how Varane starts the season. But if we have Varane and we have one of those guys and we know we are going to dominate possession, I think we would we can actually play Bruno and Pogba in a more advanced role and then have one of Scott or Fred behind. Yeah, what what I noticed in the game is on paper, Pogba, Pogba was playing um, 11. Um, but when we're attacking, the way the front three switches is yeah. insane. Pogba comes to 10, Greenwood switches to 11, and Bruno exactly. Fernandes goes as a 9. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All the time. Yeah. It's, if you see Pogba, um, Greenwood's goal, Greenwood was on the left-hand side, and Pogba gave him the ball. If you see Bruno Fernandes's first goal, Pogba was in 10, and Bruno was playing 9. Even in fact, Bruno's, all of his goals. It, it, All of his goals actually was playing nine. Lindelof's goal, um, Greenwood was just right beside, um, um, right in front of Bruno Fernandez. And then as he was pushing to the left, Bruno Fernandez ran through the other defender, and that's how they confused them. And he, he beat the yeah. offside trap. So I, I think, yeah, I agree with you against um, some of these teams. And the thing that's kind of that would help us now is, I guess maybe not help, but is is to. Pogba's advantage is Rashford is is injured, yeah. So there's no, there's you can't think twice. He's going to play that role, and then we can afford to play um, Fred and McTominay and whatnot. And you know these guys can do their switching. But I see when Rashford gets back, if it's easy for him to get back into the team, um, we will play Pogba either Scott McTominay or or Fred. And just hope that you know our defense is strong enough and quick enough to to break break teams down if they decide to count us. Yeah. Uh, do you were you guys surprised, Marshall, this that? No, I was not surprised. I was not surprised. I, I expected like, him to start, but I wasn't yeah, like surprised I, that he didn't. I will say though that maybe a little surprised only because Dan James started. Right. Yeah, Dan, that's my that's point. Yeah, Dan James. Yeah, I I wasn't surprised because it was his um it would have been his like his first competitive game um since he got injured, right? I like the fact that he eased him into it. Um against Southampton, to be honest with you, <laughs> I I I think <laughs> what's funny? Finish now. <laughs> no, no, against Southampton, I don't think he'll start either. I think it will be Pogba, Greenwood, and maybe Sancho that will start. Oh, up, up, yeah. Up Marshall is done. <laughs> I was going to say, this doesn't bode well for, it doesn't bode well for Marshall. Like, especially yeah. the way, if this continues, if this form continues, I don't see him like starting. Rashford is not even around. Cavani has not even started training. What's, what's, what do you mean by if, if his form continues? No, if like this him. form, like the form like in which the... From last season. Actually, no, no. Not no, his the own other form. players like, that are like playing. In the other players right that are playing, if they continue to play the way they are playing, because like you said, Sancho's going to come in most mm-hmm. likely in, in for the next game, which will take out Dan James. So who are you going to take out for Marshall? Again, you see that. So it goes back to it depends on the game. If it's like a, yeah. a low block team, um, and you, you you can easily remove a midfielder, Pogba goes back, and then you play Marshall, Greenwood, and Sancho, or Cavani, and Marshall drops to the bench. Me personally, I think the two the two constants will be um, Greenwood and Sancho. I don't think so. I what don't do think I, I don't think I think 
I said this before. I think Greenwood should be a constant. I just worry about Ole's backbone. You know, no. like yeah. The the reason why I think he's going to be a constant is Greenwood has played our last nine Premier League games, and he has scored seven goals. Greenwood is not going to the bench anytime soon. So you're saying that if Rashford comes back, yeah, we are going to play Rashford, Sancho, and Greenwood. That's yes. Okay. I, I think right now Marshall is go, is like last on the pecking order, unless he oh, drastically yeah. changes or something else. Oh, but I think it's, it's going to be between Greenwood and Cavani in some games. Maybe Sancho um, might play on the left. Greenwood will play on the right, and then we have Cavani, and then we can have, you know, Pogba. It sounds a lot like what Maestro was saying last week, but let's not last week. <laughs> no, no, no. It's, I, 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 just think, I just think that's how it's going to work. No, no, I, I, I agree with you. I think so. I, 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 that's why I said, I think, saying Marshall is done is, is, is maybe it's unfair, uh, but it's going to be hard for Marshall to get into this team. One of the things that I, I like, so I was watching... Um, I can't remember what it was. It was one of these, I think it was Rio's, the same place where he was talking about how they told him to wait so that he can get that moment with Varane. He was also talking about, after that game, he was talking to some of the people in the coaching staff at United and that they were talking about that the thing that they've been most surprised about since Sancho signed is that they've been very surprised with his end products in training. That... When he gets into those positions on the wing where it's like, like it's time to create something, that his end product is flawless. Like it's amazing. His decision making in those moments. Again, that's training. We, we haven't seen it in a game yet. So I think, you know, again, leads tailor made for the kind of game that we wanted. But I think we have good problems in attack now, as far as who starts, who comes in. And just that competition, I feel like, is going to drive these guys to the next level. It's going to be sink or swim. And that's where I, I, I have my doubts about someone like Marshall. Because I, I look at everybody else in that attack, and I just feel like from an aggression, from an energy standpoint, they're all up for it. Greenwood is up for it. Sancho is up for it. Rashford is up for it. Cavani is up for it. And Marshall is the only one that I feel like he hasn't always shown that when you know forget competition just like in general that energy level is consistent he was saying the right things before this leads game you know talking about they play like high energy we have to be able to match that unfortunately he didn't start so let's let's see how let's see how the season goes for Marshall. you seen that training video that you sent uh for United yeah. today did you see mm-hmm. sancho in that video when they were doing I, the one touch not the one touch oh. stuff the middle man kind of thing no, no, no. I saw the one Varane was doing middleman, but I didn't say Sancho. Ah, bruh. Man, Sancho has, Sancho has quick feet, man. Like, a, a player is coming to him and he's dragging the ball with his left, playing with his right immediately. Nah, the guy is, the guy is quick. I, I hope he does well Yeah, United. You know, United is a different ball game. People just come and sometimes the club might be too big or, you know, the media, there's always some criticism, this one talking, that one talking. I really hope you know his his confidence is is up there, and and he can ball out. Yeah, I mean it it, won't, it shouldn't take too much because you know we had Dan James in this game, and if we're being honest, like I thought 
in the game against Leeds, one of the things that you always look at Dan James is that he's always a willing runner. And even, I think the best part of his game on Saturday was when he didn't have the ball. When he doesn't have the ball, you still have to account for that pace. So he stretches out the defense. But once he gets the ball, he doesn't have end product. You know, everything else, almost everything else he does well. He's going to run, so he's going to occupy his defenders because his pace is real. He's going to work when he doesn't have the ball. Like, he's going to close down. He's going to close people down, all that stuff. But as soon as he gets the ball, you just look and you think there's there's something here. Like, there's something missing. Like, you're not at that level. So, for me, I don't think Sancho has to do too much in this first season to become a plus for us in that position. Yeah, because when you're starting from zero, <laughs> the only way is up. Uh, but before we go into who we picked as the man of the match, um, Bruno scored a hat-trick. Does anyone know the last time a United player scored a hat-trick and who it was? A hat-trick? Uh, Marshall against, against Southampton. Close? Oh, in, against uh, them? No, 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 no. Don't, don't say. Um, okay. It was in the two, it was in the post-COVID season. Everton. No, it's no. definitely not Everton. They, their jersey is same, red same, and white. Same, yeah. It's very similar, but like Sheffield. Name, you, yes. Yes, against <laughs> Sheffield. Yes, that's the team I was thinking of. Sheffield, and I remember yeah, I his last Sheffield, goal yeah. was a, a one-two with Rashford, and, and he chipped it. Hmm. Marshall, yeah, here yeah. we go. <laughs> nah, man, I just remember United games, man. So, <laughs> is it photographic? A photographic <laughs> it, 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 can, it can be. It can be. It depends on who's playing. <laughs> so what, 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 do I get any any prize? You get an applause. You, 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 you I'm the one that got the answer right, though. Come no, on. But he, he got the player, you got the team, so I don't know. <laughs> I could not just pick out the team's name. I knew they were wearing a red jersey. Um, we're wearing a red jersey, like we're playing at home. So okay, so I, let's... I before that, like... Okay, let's make it a little bit harder. Before that, who was the last person? To score a hat-trick? Yes. Um, Lukaku? Uh, Francis? Um, I'm thinking back. Maybe Rashford. No. You know what? Rashford scored a hat trick last season no. too. No, he did in Champions League against the uh, RB Leipzig. Oh yeah, I'm talking. Fair enough. If, oh, I was talking about I, Premiership. Okay, if you're talking Premiership, then it's probably Van Persie against Aston Villa. Jesus, it can't be that far. Oh my good, yo, he's good. Yeah, he got it right. <laughs> That wow. was Freddy's last season too. <laughs> that is extremely embarrassing. That's the last time before this one that we scored a, a, a somebody scored a hat trick in the Premier League. Yeah, <laughs> before no, before. <laughs> yeah, before it was mostly like it's, it's mostly like braces and all though. Wow. Yeah, but yo, yeah. So what do I get this time? Don't give me a round of a fucking plus, please. Don't. Do you, do you know? Do you know what's interesting about that game? What? I think Van Persie missed a penalty. No, the game he missed the penalty was against was it before? Uh, against Southampton. Oh yeah, 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 you're right. I was watching the I was watching the highlights this weekend actually. We're wearing a white jersey, right? Was he white? I don't remember the jersey. I just remember him missing the pen and and then 
Yeah, it we was talking against, about Fergie's last season. Wasn't that his first game or something? It, yeah, it was his second game, and we played away. Yeah, I remember that game. Yeah, he missed yeah, the penalty. Yeah. And he then missed he the penalty, and then he scored, and it was like the winner, and it was kind of late too. Yeah. yeah. There was one goal from uh, Ferdinand where he hit the bar first and then Pampesi played it. Good. You know, it's weird how <laughs> I can remember aspects of that season. But if you ask me about last season or two seasons before, <laughs> like, I cannot even, like, it's, it, it because, doesn't so Because your yeah. interest was, a, was a, a, at an all-time high. We need to start because winning, of... man. We need to start winning. <laughs> Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, I, I think I think in 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 general though, like the first game week for this EPL season, it was it was mad. I thought there were lots and lots of interesting games. Um, probably just tells you how maybe tough. There wasn't a single draw this season. Uh, this match week, eh? all the games. No, no, there way. wasn't a single goalless game. No, there wasn't a draw. No, there was no draw. Everybody oh. won. Yeah, everybody won. Mm. Okay. I think yeah. before we go into that game. Sorry. Well, let, wait, hold on. Let's, let's hold on before we get to there. Can you just tell me who your man of the match was and then we'll get to that after that. In, in which, in like in our Mayu match? Yeah. I, I, I'd, I'd, say, I'd say Pogba. Larry. Oh, that's, that's a tough one. Um, I, I'm going to go with Bruno. I, 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 I also agree with Francis. Like it, for me, it's either Bruno or Pogba. But a midfielder, or you know, I know he wasn't strictly speaking playing just midfield, but you know, if we're talking about the last two times that anybody has scored is Marshall and then before that, Van Persie, and then for a midfielder to get three goals, I think he has to get managed. Yeah, yeah, it's you were saying, Francis. No, the reason I'll pick Pogba is if. If there were, we, we have a couple people that will have been in Bruno's position that will have scored those goals, but we don't have anybody that will have been in Pogba's position that will have passed those goals. N- nobody. And that's why I pick him because Pogba mm. was like his vision, his creativity, everything about him was just immense that day. I, and yeah. You know, the other thing too that I, I noticed is that, and I don't know if it's because of the like because we're playing Leeds, he didn't dally on the ball too long. You know how Pogba would get the ball and then he would like flex and he did a little flex, but the flex was like the no look. But the pass I was told you, I to told be. you guys, this is gonna be the most focused Pogba coming to the season. Y'all didn't believe me. <laughs> There's the, there was actually room, rumors today that um, he's leaning towards signing a new contract. I'm telling yeah. you, like, just watch. What's this place? I'm telling you. Anyways, uh, mine is Pogba because I have a vested interest in him becoming the the surprise player <laughs> of the season. <laughs> so, <laughs> just you know that, that, like, for that Southampton game, don't expect too much from Pogba because that's for those four assists is giving you. Those who carry him for the, like two or three yeah, games. The four, the four, the four assists was like to me like the cherry on top. Like he, like he was the fact that you said he wasn't really darling. Like he just looked like he was was focused, and that's the Pogba like I want, right? It's not really about the four assists. They could have missed those. He could have given those um, chances, and they could have missed it. Right? But you know, it's just he was creating chances. He was like the ball was out of his feet, like one two, one two, nothing. You know, besides that, like Lego Vi, even the Lego Vi, the Lego Vi was there for a reason because, like you said, like you picked the keeper out. So mm-hmm. I don't know. 
Pogba is my man of the match. <laughs> um, anyways, um, so you were before we went, I, I brought it back to this. Uh, Francis, you were trying to talk about what your takeaway from the weekend is uh, first Premier League game uh, games of the season. Uh, yeah, no, I was going to say, I was going to ask, what was your most interesting game to watch out of all the, all the games? You mean aside from United? Yeah, well, I, I guess including, exactly. I know, including United. Okay, United, no. I think, by far. By yeah, far. Yeah, yeah, and not just because it was United. Like, I, I, oh, that game was exciting. Especially the second half. I, I don't know. I didn't, I tried to watch some of the other games, especially on Saturday. Like, the Norwich Liverpool game was not very, Interesting. I didn't catch too much of the West Ham. Um, who did West Ham play again? Newcastle. West Ham Newcastle seemed like a high scoring game, so maybe that was I think, exciting. I think, I think that was my best game this week. Oh, yeah, okay. that game was good too. Oh so. man, like all back up, like all that, back that span of everything. twenty minutes. That span of twenty minutes where they were on the comeback because they were down two goals, right? Yeah, yeah, that span was yeah, it was good, but. Yeah, United number one. I think it's a toss-up between Man City losing and Arsenal losing for me. <laughs> As your most fun games? Uh, yeah, like I was happy. Like like it brought joy to my life. Yeah, but <laughs> Arsenal losing to Brentford was not too surprising, to be honest. No, it wasn't surprising. I think I... It's... No, it was surprising. No, no. You know how I know it wasn't surprising? I mm. remember like because I just joined you guys' FPL league, right? And this is my first. So I set my lineup on Friday, literally like an hour, say like really right before the close, which is I think it's an hour, an hour and a half before the game. And I yeah. remember I wanted to pick the Brentford striker. And I was yeah. looking to see what his ownership would be. And his yeah. ownership was high, like something like 60% or 40%. I don't remember what the number was anymore. Yeah. But like a lot of people had him. So for me, it's like people are counting on the fact that this guy is going to score against Arsenal. You know, like nobody's picking, you know, nobody's picking like the big teams in quotes to say, oh, this person is going to do well against these teams. So I felt like people were playing, were picking against like Brentford. They are picking Brentford's striker. Brentford just came from Division One or from Championship. And yeah, yeah, but but he was banging in goals. Yeah, I think I think yeah, he was banging in goals. That's why it's not because it's not just happening for Arsenal, right? It's It's not Arsenal. I think it's it's not just Arsenal. Yeah, it's more like their next four or five games are easy. Yeah, well, it's Brentford. Like yeah. Brentford, does Brentford have easy games? People are looking no. at their no, 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 no. We have Brentford coming up. That's no. our easy game. No, Larry, Larry, he was the highest goal scorer in championship. Yeah, right. And then I know I'm, come, I'm not. Into, I'm, I'm not disputing come, that. I'm not disputing that. What I'm saying is, if you are anticipating that this guy is going to have fun against Arsenal, because you can say that okay. You are going to get him, but not a lot of people will play him. Not a lot of people will start him. People will put him on the bench. Most people, like if you go through our league, people, there were three constants. It was the guy from Newcastle, Callum Wilson. It was Antonio, Ings, and this Tony guy. So people yeah. anticipated that Brentford was going to score and this guy no, was going to score. No, 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 that's, no. That's, I don't think that's the reason behind it. I think people are thinking... You've spent a lot more money around your team. Who's a cheap forward that I can bring? Yeah, exactly. The, the cheap That's forward the is thinking. Tony because 
Okay. He has he, he has the highest goal scoring championship. championship. And then if you look yeah, if you look at their fixture difficulty, it's easy. So I don't even think anyone was thinking of the Arsenal game. If he had scored against Arsenal, he's a plus. But the next four games, and being that he's a cheap forward, then mm-hmm. it's it's a win win. That's I think that's why people okay, that makes sense. Fix it. That makes sense. Yeah, like I actually like I was going to bench him. It was last minute I changed it because for some reason I just don't trust Arsenal defense. Because I had Ben White. I was yeah, looking for Ben White because I thought this was going to be like, yeah. So it wasn't it wasn't necessary for him scoring. It was like, okay, I see his run of games and I know like he's banking a goal. He's a goal scorer, right? And even look uh-huh. at even the way he played, like he was bullying. The way he was just bullying. That guy would score goals. <laughs> it was just my handling like Arsenal defenders, anyhow. He was winning all the balls. So I don't know. Anyways, that's, that's the reason why I picked him. Not because of Arsenal necessarily. It was because like I just feel like he's cheap and he's going to score goals. <laughs> So yeah. Yeah. yeah, fair enough, fair enough. Yeah, but we talked about uh, the most interesting game to watch. Uh, what about your biggest takeaway so far, like over the weekend? My the first thing I noticed was that like, fans were back, and the atmosphere is I think I missed it, like it's different when the fans are back in there. Um, from the fans singing Hurricane, are you watching to which other chance were they over the weekend? But like just the fact that the fans were there for capacity, even though from a personal standpoint, I don't agree with like all that, but because of the pandemic we are going on, but it is what it is. <laughs> I just enjoy that. I think the second thing is like, can you remember the last time we watched a game or a weekend of games and we don't talk about VR? Did you guys oh, notice VR this weekend? Yeah. See? Yo, you know, Did you guys so notice VR? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's, there's only one, there's only one, one VR. Oh, the um, tra- Trafalski uh, goal, whatever his name is. Who? Um, Trakowski. No. Uh, you know the one no. I'm talking about. Yeah, no, it was the it was the penalty for West Ham where they tackled. Oh, um, I, yeah. can't rem- I can't remember who it, the guy really. He, he got the ball clearly, but I just think maybe it was the after that. That was not a penalty. Um, if the Tarkowski one, I think he's in line with what you're saying, where the referees are allowing a little bit more contact. Yeah. They're bringing. You know, contact into this the, the the sport. I love that man. I love that. Like, like Tarkowski really it. just pu- like pushed. He pushed him like man. he just literally like just pushed him on the ground and just yeah. went to score. I, Did I, you I, see I, that, Larry? No, I didn't see that. Oh yeah, no. You no, need to I, that. I think the only one that was uh, questionable and it's a huge question mark because at that point Newcastle was leading to one. Um, it was that penalty, and once West Ham scored that one, they came back three and four, and it was it was over. Yeah, and and I think we already talked about the fact that they were letting contact go, especially like when you watch that Man City game. What's the name? Is it Tagonga? Tagonga. Yeah, that they won like five times. Yo, exactly. And you didn't get a yellow card until like. <laughs> yeah. They kept warning you. They put it to the side. They called the captain from from post. Captain King. <laughs> yeah. My guy, yo, my guy kept just sliding in like yo, yo, Sterling and he, he, he had a he had a, a, a like a, a really good game though. No, yeah, he had because Grealish, Grealish, yeah, and even when they removed Sterling and they moved Grealish, I think a little bit central or something, they removed Tanganga and then they brought in Doherty. I'm like, mm. okay, this guy, this guy, he, he thinks he knows what he's doing. <laughs> no, 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 no. I think uh, no, no tactics were spot on in that game though, for me. I think I said it in a group chat too. Like, it was he, because that, well, everyone knows. Oh, wait, like, that's did you guys, did you see the stats 
was it was it you that put the start, Jimmy? Or was it somebody else? Where I saw that like they said since Pep, <laughs> since yeah, Pep was the one they called yeah. Tottenham the Hurricane team. Hurricane team. They've he lost to, game. They've lost to, to Tottenham at home, or like away, five times in that time. And without Hurricane, I, I was wondering, like, Hurricane has not played any of those five games. Or Hurricane maybe... is injury prone. <laughs> yeah, maybe. <laughs> yeah, man. Like, I saw these nah. stats and I was, I was shook too, man. Like, Tottenham, Tottenham should have won that game, like, 4-0. They had too many chances. So many. Yeah. I thought it was going to come back and bite them, especially when De Bruyne came on. Um, but I guess luck was on their side. Do you think, now. before before we and do you think they're going to, like, pay 150 for Kane? Because the only thing that is glaring for them right now, granted, before we get into that, um, it wasn't their full squad because you could see the difference when KDB was in the game. Yo, KDB is so good, man. Oof. Like just that like five minute or 10 minute spell when he was in game, you could see the changes. Like some of the balls were just whipping in. <laughs> I think the difference between KDB and maybe Sterling and, and, um, and um, Grealish really? is that they want, to, they want to dwell on the ball. KDB is like... I you know I get the ball. Where's the pass? You get what I'm trying to say. He doesn't. Oh, he's not man. really into like I'm not doing anything. Where's the pass? And he's, he's not like a carrier of the ball. Yeah. Much. So Except like in counter attacking, yeah. But it's always the pass. It's always about yeah. The pass so you could see that quick change when they brought him in because the game was the passes were quicker for Man City. I felt like Man City were just dilly dallying on the ball for too long. Um, for the most part of the game, right? But anyways, yeah. We'll see how they... I, I mean, I I said this previously. I think I said this in in the group. City has lost five of their last seven games, competitive games, you know, including Community Shield, including this game over the weekend, including the end of last season. And in three or four of those games, they have not even scored. So to answer your other question about Hurricane, I think it's it's the only way they don't get Hurricane is, is if Tottenham says they will not sell even at 150 but I, at this point, I think it's a foregone conclusion that City will bid at least 150, maybe that's euros, um, maybe not pounds, but they will, they will at least bid that. Because for me, when you make the Grealish deal first and you pay 100 million for Grealish and you know who you're negotiating against in uh, Daniel Levy, you know, <laughs> you set the bar for him essentially. You made a hundred million pound bid for Hurricane, and you made a hundred billion pound bid for Grealish. So Levy can see that you you got you you paid that much for Grealish, and see like Grealish is not is not worth up to half of Hurricane in his own mind. That's the way I think he he will go at it. So he'll say like you know I'm holding out for the right amount. And to be honest too, a report came out I think last week that um, Tottenham was negotiating with Inter Milan for Lautaro Martinez. But then that report kind of went quiet. So you also have to look at if they sell Kane, who are they bringing in to replace him? Because right now, I don't think they have a recognized striker. I don't know if you, if there's, I I, I don't think they actually have like a number nine in the squad at all. They in do. They, yeah, they, they do. Um, Remember the meme I sent? Jesus is a backup. <laughs> Can you hear No, not City. Not City, sorry. Tottenham. Yeah. Oh, I thought you like, yeah. Tottenham. Yeah, they do. Um, I forget his name is yeah, Scarlet. Tony Scarlet. Yeah, it's, it's, it's like a, it's like it's like back up for, and then they had this other. You guy know what's now, funny? Vin, Vin, You're Vin right. Or whatever his name is. Yeah, right. That yeah. would be, that would be loan, you know? 
Oh, is it? Is he has it gone back? Yeah, I think yeah, he's gone. He's not, not yeah. Yeah, they have Scarlett. Jewish, they have Scarlett though. The only reason why I recognize that name is because I saw a couple of FPL managers have Scarlett as just a throwaway. You know how you just you, you spend too much money, you just need a chip. <laughs> yeah, I, I saw I, some I, I saw some Scarlets. Some Scarlets. Yeah, I, I know Mourinho was talking about some young dude at Tottenham and saying that that guy has a, a big future. But I, if that's the guy that he was talking about, I don't remember the guy's name. But that's the guy. Even if that's the guy, it's like, are you ready? Like, if you're Tottenham, you have real ambitions. You're trying to make Champions League. You're trying to, you know, bring fans to the stadium. You want to put that kind of pressure. Like, I can't see a scenario where they don't sign somebody else. The Scarlet guy, maybe he played last season again. I, I don't know who this is. I don't imagine that he has up to 10 starts for Tottenham. And they are going to then be the person replacing Harry Kane. You're not even going to be a starter in the team. So... I, I also look at that. So I think City will beat the amount. But the longer this goes on, I'm not actually sure Tottenham is going to sell anymore. Like, I, I thought they would. But at this point, I, I don't know if, you know, if they will actually sell unless they get a truly ridiculous offer. Yeah. Um, Harry Kane had a gentleman agreement with the wrong person. I know, my guy was, he said we had a gentleman agreement. He's like, okay, sign a six-year contract now. <laughs> like, yeah. he doesn't know who Daniel Levy is. <laughs> yeah, that one, you have to fire your agents. I don't think Kane um, is even, like, in the top 10 earners in Premier League. Is he? I don't think he is. That's the other part about that six-year deal that nobody even talks about, is that he didn't... It's not like he got a six-year deal where he's making like four hundred thousand pounds a week or something, you know. He signed a six-year deal where he's probably making less than Pogba is. He's probably making less than a lot of people who are who are like top earners in the Premier League. So, what was the point of that six-year deal? You didn't put a release clause. You're not making the most money. Is it just to show commitment to your boyhood team to show the others that like? we are ready to grow and we're, you know, at the time where we signed this, we are competing and I want to be here. But he hasn't won a single thing with Tottenham, you know, so... You know, I think the ironic part of that is like Tottenham has actually gone downward since he signed that contract because that contract oh. was at the back of the Champions League final. And it's been, it's been, it's been... It's been even, downhill since then. It's been down, <laughs> downhill from there, so... <laughs> Anyways, I think we pretty much covered everything. Um, is there anything else anyone wants to talk about before we wrap this part up? Uh, one last question for me. Yeah. I know that I was the only one that picked United to finish first. I know that it's one game into the season. <laughs> Do you guys feel like we are going to be contenders this season? True contenders. You know, like all the way to the end of the season. Like how... Or do you want to wait a few more games before you make a, a, you know, I'm not asking for like a bold prediction, like, oh, United is going to win the Premier League. Just, do you feel like this team is going to contend and is going to be there or thereabouts as far as the title race is concerned this season? Do you want to go first, Francis? Or would you like? I, I mean, I, I mean, I think, I think United will contend. Uh, what we will have to wait and see is if there will be consistency. Because that's the one thing that we haven't seen with them in the past two, three seasons. Um, we would have a run of games where we win, but then it's just that one-off 
stupid game when you expect us to win and then we either lose or draw. So let's see how we, you know, um, close those ones off this season if, if, if there's that improvement, if there's that consistency from the team. Um, but I think United, since Ole came, have always been in and around that second, third, fourth um, position. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I, for me, I think this is going to be one of the closest races because let's keep in mind also, transfer window still has two weeks left, right? We don't know if Hurricane is going to go to to City. We don't know if, even though I know we're not buying anyone, you never know. You don't know if we're going to buy anyone. We don't know who maybe Liverpool might buy someone else. Chelsea, they just got Lukaku. Lukaku hasn't even played any game for them. <laughs> so what I would say is that we, everyone... Who, if you, if you, and everyone in the top four has to play like a pretty much consistent like season. Otherwise, you might drop off. If that makes sense. So, well, to answer your original question, United, are we gonna? Yeah, we're gonna be contenders. I think I said we're gonna finish third, but it was a close second for me uh, because of Chelsea. Like it's either it can go either way for me. Either Chelsea finish second or United finish second. But I think City is still going to win the league because even though they don't have a striker, they still did, they, they didn't have a striker last season and they still won the league last season. And until someone beats them, they are still the champions, defending champions. So uh, that's the only reason yeah. why I'm giving that nod. Okay, yeah, so. I I think my own bold, bold prediction is that City, I like you can say that United won't win the league, but I can tell you right now, I don't anticipate City is going to win the league. Like if I was going to talk about the four teams and who I think. Now, let's see if they sign Harry Kane, because that, that one is also a big caveat. But as this team is currently constructed, this team is not going to win the Premier League this year. A lot, actually, a lot of people have actually been saying that. I've been seeing that going around. Like, they need a striker, they need a striker, they need a striker. And I'm like, they didn't have a striker last season. <laughs> yeah, but I, I also feel like the Premier League is a little weird in the sense that Every year, you're up against a different challenge, right? Like, you, you won't win the title with the same amount of points from one year to another, right? So you can finish two years back-to-back with the same number of points, and your position on that top in the top four is going to be different based on other people that are challenging. I think last year, because of a lot of the circumstances, COVID, no fans in the stadium, stuff like that, even when they started very poorly, they had time to catch up. They started very poorly. They finished the season very poorly as well. But that middle part, they absolutely dominated. And so for me, it's just looking at if you have any kind of slippage this year, the people yeah. around you are not going to give you that space to get back into the title. I think there are too many top contenders that maybe one or two can fall away, but I don't think all of them are going to like Fully, we are to try to get themselves back together. No, that makes sense. We'll see. Um, next week, the game. There's no game on Friday this this next week. So Saturday and Sunday, I think. So we'll we'll see what happens. Um, anyways, anything else? Are we goody? I kind of like that this the, the fact that we actually talked about the other games in the Premier League other than United. <laughs> Yeah, it's the first, I think it's because it's the first game of the of the season. From, yeah, from 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 next game week, they don't they don't get any mention at all. Anyways, um, 
Thank you for listening um, to this episode. Um, give us a follow on socials at What Will Friday Do on Twitter and on Instagram. And um, if you happen to listen to us on Apple Podcasts, please rate, review. I just did that actually this morning. I unfollowed uh, and then followed again and then rated the, the app five stars. Like I said, five stars only. Anything less than five stars, just keep your opinion to yourself. We'll talk to you again on Friday. Thank you. See you. So you <laughs> let's hear about your own story of going to get a rate and on rate. <laughs> Talk to you on Friday.